welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 7th of August 2016, entitled The Door of Salvation, and the Bible reading is taken from John chapter 10, verses 1 to 18. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. All right, let's all stand to honor the reading. God's holy word, beginning in John chapter 10, and verse 1. Jesus speaking said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. When he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. The stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an harling and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The harling fleeth, because he is an harling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I laid down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. Many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Father, we thank you this evening that we have the privilege once again of looking into your word. And Lord, as we look here this evening, you know the need, Father. You know the need of every heart that is gathered here this evening, the need of everyone that hears this sermon Father, you knew and you placed it upon our hearts whose ears it would be falling upon. And Lord, you know the inabilities of the one that stands before them. But Father, we pray that 
It would not be man this evening, but take your words by the power of your Spirit. Make them alive into our hearts. Speak that which needs to be spoken to each individual here this evening, and we'll surely give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for it. For it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. A few years back, I, I, I preached a message, and we were looking in the book of Revelation, and we were looking at the open door that was set before us. And we were talking about the doors, and if I'm not mistaken, Brother Daniel, you might even, you might even remember this message because I think you preached it with me uh, when we were in Romania a couple of years ago. Uh, again, talking about the open doors that are set before us as Christians. We looked at several doors there just in general, the open door of salvation that the Lord has put before us. Uh, we talked about the, uh, uh, not only the open door of salvation, but we talked about the, uh, uh, the open door of, uh, of securing, uh, which is the Lord being there to secure us to His bosom all the time, uh, the open door of service in which we can, uh, we can serve the Lord, uh, and that God has opened that door which no man can close, any of these doors and whatnot. And we just looked at several doors but here we find in John chapter 10, the Lord Jesus Christ is using this idea of a door again in this passage here. And I want to just remind you that why is there a door on anything? Sometimes I think that we get the idea that the door is to keep things out, but it's not. The door is to let things in. The door is a mean of entrance. If you want to keep things out, you're a lot better off just to build a solid wall and not put a door in it at all, and that will keep things out much more securely. You put a door there so that people can enter in. Now, Jesus is bringing a lot of things into this, but he begins here in the, in the first part of this, uh, of this passage, and he talks about that uh, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some of the way, the same as a thief and a robber. Now, I guess when I first started looking at this passage and thinking about this, this, this door of salvation that God is, is talking about here, I said, well, Lord, you know, you know, chances are Sunday evening, most of the folks that are there, they're going to be saved. Uh, you know, most of the time, if we have uh, those that are unsaved, they're more likely to be there on Sunday morning. But the truth is, whether we're saved or not saved, we need to hear this message for a couple of reasons. Number one, if you're here this evening, and if you've ever tried to enter in any other way, if you've tried to get to God, and we see he's talking about entering into the kingdom as, as he moves on down in this passage, he says if, you, if anybody's trying to get in any other way, they're a thief and a robber. They're trying to sneak into heaven through some back door or over some wall or some other way that they can enter in, but he says, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, if you try to come up some other way, and of course, we live in a day when there are many people that are actually offended by our message that Jesus Christ is the only way. We repeat the verse many times when Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Well, Jesus is making something very, very clear here. First of all, he's using this idea of the shepherd and the true shepherd versus this, this hireling, and the hireling is one that's just doing it for the money. He's doing it for the prestige. He's doing it for what it will do for him. And he says, when, when that shepherd is out there and he's just a hireling and he's just doing it for what it's going to do for him, when that wolf comes along to try to harm those sheep, guess what? He's going to off and run. He's going to get out of there because he is not going to face the danger. But he says, the real shepherd will lay down his life for those sheep. 
The real shepherd, he will never run. He'll never turn his back on him. He will pay the ultimate sacrifice to protect the sheep that are his. Jesus begins here, and he talks about this door that, remember, is a mean of entrance. He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some of the way, the same as a thief and a robber. Many would tell you today that Jesus is just a way, a door, but that there are others. There are many well-meaning people in this world. Well, we're not out there trying to say, but I, I want to tell you something. You know, if a door is a means of entrance, which is what Jesus is saying here, that he is the only means of entrance to God the Father. He is the only means of entrance into heaven. He is the only way if a person's going to get there, he is the door. The door is meant for people to enter. Jesus doesn't want to keep anybody out. He's not somehow trying to be a door that is locked, that is closed. The door is not there for that reason. The door is there so that people can enter. Jesus said, he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him that porteth open and the sheep hear his voice, and they call out at his own feast, I mean, his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out, and he putteth forth his own sheep. He goeth before them. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. You've ever seen the shepherds in the tradition here? Many times we think of the shepherds, I guess, in the West as, as driving the sheep and forcing them to go a different way, but the eastern shepherd always led the sheep. He was the one that was out front, and all the sheep just followed the shepherd. He led the way for them to go, and the sheep followed along behind. He said, they know my voice. The sheep that I'm the shepherd of, they're going to follow me. We find that uh, when Jesus began to explain this to them, that he was the shepherd, that they needed to follow him. They needed to hear his voice. He was the only way to go. You need to follow after. He said, they didn't understand. Verse 6 of the parable spake Jesus to them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. A lot of people today don't understand what we're saying when we tell them that Jesus is the door of entrance and he is the only door. I'm talking about if you look around this room that we're in right now, I mean, there's, there's doors back there at the back and there's doors over here on the sides and there's doors back here at the back and there's what, one, two, three, four, five doors over there. There's another door, six doors all in this place. Well, all these doors are there so that people can get in, so that they can come into this place. They're not here so we can run them out. You know, at, at, you, you wouldn't need to get out at all if you hadn't already entered in anyway. But... Those are the only doors that will get you into this place. Now, you can go up and down Ward End Road here, and guess what? There's all kinds of doors in all these different houses with all kinds of different numbers. They're all doors, but not one of those doors will bring you into this place. Well, Jesus is talking specifically about getting into the kingdom, getting into God's kingdom, getting into heaven. He says there's only one door that will get you into there. All the other doors are going to take you somewhere that you don't want to go. They're not going to get you there. Jesus is making it very clear. And, of course, that's why he goes on. And that door, there's only one door. And he says, that's Jesus. Verse 7, then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. There's only one way that the sheep can get into this sheepfold, and that's through me. I'm the door. I'm the only entrance. We could say it, and, and, and if I had a door, I could set it up here right now, and we could say, you know, you know, the bottom line is that door is made that so people can enter. Jesus said, I am the entrance. I am the way 
to get into the sheepfold, the sheepfold which belongs to God, the sheep that belong to him. There is no other door. There is no other entrance. Jesus is the only way. He says in verse 8 and 9, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. Now, they were having trouble understanding what Jesus was saying to them, but it wasn't because of the words that he was speaking. It was because of the condition of their heart. It was because they were blinded to spiritual matters. Jesus is speaking very, very clear here. He said, here's the sheepfold that belongs to God. I'm the shepherd. And he says, now, if you want to get into this sheepfold, there's only one entrance. That entrance is me. There is no other entrance. There is no other way to get into this place that you're wanting to go. Many today, they've got their religions. Many of them would tell us today, and so many times, sadly, Christians are willing to put aside their beliefs. May, may I say to you that if there is any other way to get to God in heaven, if there is any other entrance anywhere by which man can get there, you can make the whole list of all of the religions and all of the well-meaning things of this world, and a lot of them do mean well. But listen carefully. If there is any other entrance, then there's no entrance. There is no hope because our Bible is a lie. I'm not making this up because that I want everybody to become part of our church because I want them to become a Baptist because I want them to become something that I want them to be. This is what God gave to us. This is the words that Jesus spoke. And yes, people struggled with it then, and people struggle with it now. We're not being mean. We're simply saying, are, are we telling people something bad if they are specifically wanting to get into one place, but they're entering all the wrong doors to get there? If they're wanting to enter into this place and they're entering into a house a block down the street, they're going through a door, but they're not going through the door that enters into here. Jesus says, I am the door, the only door. I am the entrance. There is no other way. But if any man, anybody enters in through this door, he will be saved. There is absolutely no question about it whatsoever. The door is the means of entrance anywhere. Jesus Christ is identified as the only door. And as the only door, he is the only means of salvation. He is the door of salvation. We say, but preacher, you preach all the time about, well, by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Well, now, now you're saying that Jesus is the door. It's the door that we enter in. Well, may I say to you this? Look, the only way that a door even exists, the only way that an entrance has been put on heaven is by God's grace, not because any of us deserve to go there. By God's glorious grace, he's given us entrance into his kingdom. Now, there's only one pathway to get there. For by grace are you saved through what? 
through faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance, the very support. It's what's there. If you take away the faith, the hope vanishes. There is no hope. That's what holds it up. That's what it's, that's what it's based upon. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We have no hope if we have no faith because faith is the only thing that gives us hope. It's the only thing that holds that hope into place. So it's only by faith, by believing. See, they didn't, they didn't believe Jesus. He's standing there and he's making it very clear to them, hey, there's a lot of hirelings out there that are trying to guide you the wrong way and they're making all these promises, but when it comes down to it, they're not going to protect you. They're not going to be there for you. They're going to hightail it and run and go their own way when it comes down to the crunch and the wolves come in to get you. I laid down my life for you. You see, if you're going to get into God's kingdom, if you're going to get into heaven, the entrance is a door. And Jesus Christ is that door. And anybody that enters through that door will be saved. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background. There's only one entrance. And faith is the only thing that's going to get you there. By God's grace, he's given us that entrance. Jesus is the entrance. And anybody that goes through Jesus will be saved. You can't go through Jesus and not be saved. It's impossible not to be saved if you go through Jesus. Religion won't get you saved. The church doors won't get you saved. Well, I promise you right now <laughs> that if you enter in through Jesus Christ, you will be saved. John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You can't enter the kingdom. This is when he was talking to, to Nicodemus, the great teacher of his day, and yet Nicodemus said, You must be born again. <laughs> You must be born again. I know you've experienced a physical birth, but it's just like I said this morning. There's never, ever, ever, ever been a baby that was born by accident that nobody knew that it was there. The baby didn't even know it was born. <laughs> it's an act. It's a purposeful act. You don't get born again by accident. You get born again by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other entrance. He says that they climb up some other way. Verse 7, then said Jesus unto them again, Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. You see, I want to remind you this evening, folks, don't shy away from the fact of telling people, of pointing them to Jesus Christ. You know, you're not doing anybody some favor because they want to get to some more specific. And if a person wants to go to heaven, if a person wants to enter into the kingdom of God, you're not doing them some favor by pointing them, well, some people think you can do it this way. And say, No, you've got to say there's only one entrance into heaven. There's only one entrance into the kingdom. That entrance is Jesus Christ. You know, he's put there because God wanted to give you an entrance in. He didn't have to give a door to heaven, but he's put Jesus Christ himself as the only entrance in which you can enter in. And if you go through him, you will be saved. If you're saved, you've been brought into the kingdom of God. You've experienced that new birth. Just as surely as Jesus is the door to salvation, only the saved will enter into heaven. You can only get into heaven 
by the door in heaven. That's the only entrance, and Jesus is that door. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.12, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He said, I know. I know where I put my trust, and I'm persuaded, and I know that if I put my trust and my faith here, that's what's going to get me through to the end. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is not guiding anybody in the wrong direction. Jesus is saying, Come to me. Come unto me. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 well, this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Listen, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. All that enter in will be saved. You need to understand something. A door is a mean of entrance. Jesus Christ is the only door, the only means of entrance into God's kingdom into his fold. There is no other way to get in except through Jesus Christ. And you've got to realize this as well. God has put that entrance there for you to enter in through. He wants you. He says that he wants you. It's not his will that any should perish. He says here that we just read that he would have all men to be saved. God hasn't put the door there, but then said you can't enter that door. This door is for somebody else. You know, there are doors like that in this world, private members only. You know, you can walk into even some places of business and there are doors there for entrances in. It may say staff only, employees only. There are only certain people that can enter in through that door. What are you saying, preach? I want us to grasp and understand. Number one, if you're here, and you've never entered into the kingdom of heaven, if you've never entered into the sheepfold that belongs to Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, then there's only one entrance. Jesus Christ is the door. God put that entrance there, though, for you. Don't avoid it. Don't try to get in some other way. Don't try to, to find some other way to do it. Just realize simply that Jesus Christ, he's the one that has done it for you. The door is entered by the act of the will. Look with me, if you would, into Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. The Bible says in verse 30, he says, In the times of this ignorance, God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to, what's the next word? Repent. God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because why has God commanded every, everyone to repent? Why has God commanded you to repent? Why has God commanded every human being that you meet, that you come into contact with, why has God commanded them to repent? Because he hath appointed a day into which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. Jesus Christ, the righteous judge, he's the one. He said, I want all men everywhere to repent, 
Turn your back on that sin. Turn and enter in at the only door that you can enter in. I would have every man. I put the entrance here for you, and I put that entrance there for everybody that you meet, for every friend that you have, for every family member that you have, for every person that you come into contact with. There's only one entrance. We've got to point them to the right door, to the only entrance. And don't ever have a doubt that Jesus isn't sufficient. I understand. I understand it's very, very hard for us. And, of course, we, we, we talked this morning about the thorn in the flesh. <laughs> we talked about the thorn in the flesh that, 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 that the apostle Paul had, that life is full of problems, but God is the provision. He's made the provision in Jesus Christ for every one of us, for every problem that might come into our life. He's provided for it. His grace is sufficient, just like it was for him, even though that thorn was meant for his own good, even though... The devil was using it to beat him up with. The devil meant it for pain. The devil meant it for bad. But God was using it for his good. The thing is that we began to realize and look around us, the devil will pull every stunt that he can. He doesn't really care what doors they go through if they stay away from that one door because they can try to enter through any of those other doors. It's not going to get them in the place to where you can't get to them. <laughs> There's only one place that they'll be under the protection of this shepherd. That's into his sheepfold. The only way to get into that fold is through Jesus Christ. That's where he's going to try to keep them from. But you and I, we can have that confidence of knowing it gets hard for us because <laughs> there's not a one of you that, that can save yourself. There's not a one of you that can decide, well, I'm going to get saved on, on the 30th of August. I think I'll be ready to be saved then. On the 30th of August, I'm going to make a trip and I'm going to enter in to the kingdom of heaven. Now, there's, only, there's only one entrance, and that's Jesus. And unless the Father draweth, no man cometh. We need to realize our flesh, every one of us, our flesh is so depraved that unless God, by his grace, through the power of the Holy Spirit, gets a hold of that old heart and gives us a desire, we won't even have a desire to come. I don't care. If you have a desire to come to God right now, you best take advantage of it. You better realize the evilness of your heart that the truth is, if the Holy Spirit departs, you won't have any desire. You won't have any, you won't even want to find the door, the entrance to get into heaven. It's hard for us. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, salvation, we believe, is totally by grace. It's not by anything we do. It's totally by what's done by God and what does it. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't draw us, then we don't come. And yet, we have to make a choice. You know, I guess you could think of it like this a lot of times. Many times in our military armies and things down here, people can be drafted in. In other words, that's when the government comes knocking and says, you are coming here, and you got no choice in it. This is what you are going to do. God's forces are volunteer. <laughs> you know, he's the one that calls you, but you're the one that must accept. Nobody else can accept for you. We play games with this all the time. I just, just want us to grasp and understand. The door has been put there as an entrance, and Jesus Christ is that door. And anybody that will enter in through that door will be saved. You can't go in this way and it not work. That's why Paul said, I know whom I believed 
And I am persuaded he knew without a shadow of a doubt that that which he had committed unto him against that day, that was sufficient for him. That was good for him. He knew that that was good. But you've got to realize, just as we read here in Acts chapter, chapter 17, that there was a time. God winked at the ignorance, but he commands all men everywhere to repent. You're the one that has to make that choice. You can accept it. You can reject it. God definitely wants you to, and God has commanded you to. But in the end, you're the one that will make that choice of what you will do with it. Those who enter are certain of what's on the other side. <laughs> I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. It's a definite, absolute, positive promise of God. John 6, 37, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. It's Jesus speaking. That's the door. He says, I won't cast you away. I won't turn you away. You see, as we find here, Jesus goes on to to explain all these things to them so clearly. Very, very simple illustration, a door. You got somewhere you're wanting to go? You're wanting to go to heaven? Listen, I know we try to shy away from it sometimes. We're getting ready to have some pretty in-depth discussions on these two places of eternity in weeks to come called heaven and hell. I've delayed them the last several weeks because we got so many people away right now as we continue in our series we at least get most of our people back to undertake those things. But the thing is, is that eternity can only spent, be spent in one of two places. Without going into great detail, we call them in the Bible heaven and hell. May I say to you, one is with God, one is without God. One is sinless, the other is where all the sin that could ever be imaginable, the depths of it, that's where it all goes when it hasn't been washed away by the blood of the Lamb. Sin brings death. You see, we try to describe it. We try to understand it. We try to get it into our minds. And the thing is, we can't go in either direction because all we know is this sin-cursed earth where we live. But we all have an eternity that we will spend somewhere. Where will that be? God says, I want you to enter into my kingdom. I want you to enter in where that you'll have life and have it more abundantly. I want you to come into my fold. He wants you away from the sin. He was willing to die to pay for your sin. He's willing to do all of that for you. And he says, that's where I want you to come. But you see, if you don't enter this door, there's only one of the places to spend eternity, and that's outside of God's kingdom, away from God's kingdom where the devil and his angels are, where all the, the worst, black, darkness, everything that you can imagine, it's the worst that can be. You say, but, you know, is God threatening us? No. God would have all men everywhere to repent. Not God's will that any should perish. God's told you clearly, but just like a lot of them, what did they do? They spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not. And then right at the end of that, what did we see down there? <laughs> Many of them said, he hath a devil and is mad. Why hear you? Why are you listening to this guy? <laughs> Man, he's just full of the devil. He's wacko. He's crazy. Why are you listening to that stuff? Others said, 
These are not the words of him that hath the devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Oh, listen. We'll never fully grasp all that eternity holds, whether it's heaven or hell, with God or without God, with God for eternity or separated from him for eternity. We'll never grasp all of it. The Bible tries to give us some pictures. He tries to give us an idea so that we can get a little bit of an imagination of what eternity is like in a place that has not been touched by sin, that knows nothing of this sin-cursed world, that knows nothing of death or any of those things. And at the same time, he tries to give us an idea of a place that they don't have life. They only have death. They only have sin. They only have the things that came to destroy. And he's saying, look, hey, you got a choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Well, the truth is, is that today you have a choice. I want to remind each and every one of you here tonight, a door is given for an entrance. That entrance into God's kingdom is Jesus Christ. There is no other entrance. There is absolutely no other way for any human being to enter into heaven. That door, when a man enters into it, he will be saved. He will have life. He will have life more abundantly. There is only one consequence of entering through the door. The truth is, if you choose not to enter the door, the door has been get there, it's been put there. God wants you to enter in. God's told you where to enter in. God's told you the right door to go through, and he's told you the consequences if you don't. He said, look, I've put the door here. I want you to enter in this door. I want you to be with me forever, for all of eternity. Will you come through this door? Will you come into this entrance that I've given you, which is, which is Jesus Christ? Or are you going to stay out there? You're going to try to go in some other way. There is no other way, he said. This is the only way, but I've given it to you, and I've shown you and every one of you here tonight you know what door you have to enter into if you believe God, if you trust him. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. God's told us, will you believe him? Do you believe him? If you believe him, will you enter in through the door this evening, which is Jesus Christ, and experience the salvation that only he can give you? We're not talking about some kind of religious rigmarole here. We're talking about the difference of life and death. We're talking about one entrance into the place where you can have life and have it more abundantly, one place to spend eternity with God. That entrance is Jesus Christ. But I also want to remind you here this evening, number one, that have entered in through that door. You ought to be shouting the victory. Thank God. You know, there were so many, so many things out there trying to put all these false doors and fake doors, but thank God, I found the only one door. Because if we've got any faith, any confidence in those Bibles that you're holding there right now, Jesus is that door. He's the only entrance into salvation, the only entrance that there ever will be, the only entrance there ever has been, but is the entrance that you can enter in that you've either already entered in or you'll be deciding even right here, right now, to enter in or to stay out. The door is for you to enter. He is the door. If you come through, 
you will be saved. You will enter in. God's will is for you to come through, but it's your choice whether you enter or not. Father, I pray this evening that if there's anyone here under the sound of this, Lord, it's such a simple message, just as it was when Jesus preached it. And yet, there were those that, what is this guy talking about? They just didn't believe him. They didn't understand. Then they started accusing him of being some kind of a, some kind of a devil. <laughs> the message hasn't changed. There's still those today, they don't understand. They're trying to look for some other way, some other means, some other answer. You said this is the only one. They want to try to come in some other way, and you said they're just thieves and robbers if they even try to enter into heaven any other way because you've given an entrance. That entrance is Jesus. You've invited them to come right through the front door, right through the only entrance into your fold. I pray here this evening that if there are those that haven't entered in, Lord, please help them not to be one of these that rejected what Jesus said then, but help them to be one of those that received. I said, yes, that's where I want to go. I'm going to walk through that door, which is Jesus. Lord, I know that if they come this evening, I know that you'll save them. I know that if they come through Christ, there is absolutely no question whatsoever where they'll spend eternity of where they'll go. But I also know, Lord, that if they don't come this evening, Lord, there's no other way. There's no other hope. There's no other way of getting there. They're going to be choosing death over life. They're going to be choosing separation because, God, there's, there's nothing to anything that we have, nothing that we hold dear, and there's no hope for any of us if our hope is not found in Christ. So I pray this evening that you'd also speak to the hearts of each and every one of us believers that have walked through that door and remind us. Remind us, Lord, first of all, that there's hope for everybody. There's hope for our family members that are lost. There's hope for our friends that are lost. There's hope for those around us that have not entered in because the place of entrance has been given in Jesus Christ. Lord, recreate within us a greater desire to point them to the door, to the entrance, to the only means of salvation. Give us a desire to point it out to them. Hey, look, this is the way to get into God's fold. This is the way to enter into his kingdom. This is the way to enter into heaven one day through Jesus Christ. Give us a fresh burden. Give us a fresh zeal. Help us to realize there is hope for those we love that are lost. But help us to realize that we have an awesome responsibility to point them in the right direction. There's so many things. The devil is working overtime to try to get them to, to look for some other way, to find some other way, but there is no other way. Help us, Lord, to stand true. Lord, even as those around us that would claim to, to share in our faith in some way or some similar faith that say that they also have a way, Lord, they're just the hirelings that are pointed in this picture. There's no way. There's only the one way. So help us, Lord, to stand firm, lovingly, graciously, pointing men and women and boys and girls to Jesus Christ. But Father, if we could spend the rest of our days, if it would save one person, if it would help one person to find the right entrance into the kingdom, then it's worth more than we can ever accomplish in this world. Help us, Lord. Help us to understand that. Help us to realize that Jesus Christ is the only hope, but he's been given because you want man to have that hope. We give you the praise and the thanks for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.